classroom every freaking time. Anyhow. You always started. I was like, yeah, and then you look at me and you're like, do it, do it, do it. Um, <laughs> Anyhow. Hey, guys. Uh, today we are covering uh, Percy Jackson and the Titan's Curse. Yeah. Yet again, this is, uh, I think, <laughs> a trend. Third book in the series. This is one of my favorites. Second um, book in the series, your least favorite. Absolutely, yes. There is a, a, a continuation here. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and start off with your opinions of the book. Okay. I I, I like this one a lot. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to say it's my favorite so far because well, I like the two first one a lot. Too. Yeah, um, I liked it a lot. I thought that there was a good bit of comedy uh, within the series, uh, not only the damn scene but just sort of blackjack in general. Um, I thought that there were there were a lot of ties back to things that were happening before. Uh, Grover got a little bit more, a little bit closer to finding Pan. I thought it was funny when he was like, "I was drinking coffee. Uh, may- maybe that'll work." And then every single satyr, like, and his brother is now drinking espresso religiously because of this. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I thought it had, I thought it had a lot of cool notes. I, I, it also it threw me for a little bit of a loop sometimes. Uh, like I didn't expect the Lotus Hotel to be brought back in that way. I knew it was coming back eventually, but didn't expect it like that. Um, I liked the, the, the kids of Hades. I thought that was neat. I was surprised that they just straight up got rid of Bianca. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it was a bold move. Just immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really did like the sort of, um, the thing with Talia where it was just like, oh yeah, you turn 15 tomorrow. Oh, you turn 16 tomorrow. So if we just make sure you don't age, you will never be the person talked about in the prophecy, mm-hmm. which also sadly gets rid of her and if she ever does come back she better still have that freaking uh like immortality or the oh her shield no neither her aesthetic <laughs> it doesn't go with theirs it's completely it literally was like oh she looks like a black raven in the snowfield uh surrounded by all the uh uh, by all the hunters like don't get rid of her goth or like scene whatever you want to call it <laughs> punk aesthetic don't get rid of that just because she wants to shoot bow and arrows <laughs> it's not fair we need more punk representation <laughs> brett said punk rights because you know who gave the punk rights talia grace there you go anyhow we can go ahead and get started with our usual hop through the, bo- the books plot of course, uh, we start off with my rescue. My ooh, let's try that. My rescue operation goes very wrong, which of course is uh, kicks off uh, winter break. It's also the only book that's set in the winter in, yeah. in the main series, which is fun. Um, set in winter break, uh, Percy, Annabeth, and Talia are with Percy's mom driving to Maine uh, to go kind of answer Grover's distress call about these two half bloods that are vibing at this military school. Who are powerful, but but they don't know who their parent is. Um, and oh yeah, by the way, there's a monster who happens to be the principal, <laughs> just vibing real real close to the kids. Um, we get that they are in the middle of a school dance, and then we get just <laughs> basically Talia being like, "Come on, Grover, just dance. Come on." <laughs> and then Percy's like, "Hey, Annabeth, who should I dance with?" Like that was that was a funny scene. It's like, so sweet. Uh, but anyhow, um, which puts us, of course, into the vice president, uh, the, the vice president, <laughs> Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence gets a missile launcher. <laughs> yeah. The vice principal gets a missile launcher. Go um, so this one is uh, uh, the vice principal, Dr. Thorne. Uh, they're uh, trying to figure out what exactly he is. They sort of get um, 
but uh, he realizes that uh, Nico and Bianca are going to be in danger, and he doesn't want to just have to rely on Talia to do everything for him. So, which is sort of a thing that we see uh, carry through for at least the first half of the book. Um, so he, he gets in front of them, or, like gets with them, and is like trying to protect them and uh, tell them like what's going on uh, with a little bit of hesitation because obviously. It, once they realize what is actually happening, their scent gets stronger to the monsters. Uh, so they get starting. At, uh, they start to get attacked by Doctor Thorne, who is a manticore in disguise, and then he pulls out an actual, literal, like missile launcher and shoots it at children. <laughs> I'm aware he's a monster, but this seems a little extreme. <laughs> Don't you just torture your local youths? <laughs> um. Which, of course, that's where we pick up, too, with the hunters of Artemis roll in. Annabeth, Stomp the dude. Right. Annabeth tackles. No, he's she's on his back. Mm, yes. He then dives off the cliff, taking Annabeth with him. Percy flips out, understandably. One of his best friends just got yoded towards the sea. Um, and we learn that Artemis is like, no, no, no. I don't sense any ill will. He's just stressed. Hello. In fact, I am a goddess, despite the fact that I look 12. <laughs> um, and then we see in the next chapter is where ultimately we learn a lot about the Hunters of Artemis, which is this band of eternal maidens who just, like, fight crime and go hunting. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I feel like this is the, the like, asexual equivalency of, like, be gay, do crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, like... Be ace and kill some things, I guess. <laughs> be a shoot deer. Be a shoot deer. Um, and they basically, um, we see that Bianca makes the decision to join them. Much to Percy's kind of, wait, what? No, don't do that. Your brother kind of thing. Yeah, like, hey, you're going to leave your brother and uh, never see him again. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, and? <laughs> I'm going to do it without asking anybody. Anyway, bye. Um, which, of course... Sets us up to where Artemis is like, all right, well, you guys can hitch a ride to New England or to, to New York with my brother Apollo. He'll be here eventually, I guess. <laughs> Which, of course, plops us into Thalia Torches New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're waiting for they're waiting for the sun to rise so Apollo can get there. And it, it sort of confusingly jumps between like the star is gas in the sky slash that's not the case. That's me. Uh, I, I didn't quite get that, but I nodded and said, okay, sure. <laughs> um, uh, Apollo's cool. He's, he's like an, I think, I think they said he's like an 18 year old yeah, around he, there. He is like, I imagine him looking a little bit like a Kyle. Um, uh, maybe not a Kyle, maybe like a Chad. Like he's got like the ripped muscle shirts. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see Apollo smashing a natty light can to his forehead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, oh. <laughs> so he he rolls up in his in his like flaming uh like convertible or something like that then trans uh transforms it into like a charter bus uh to sort of ferry everyone back to camp because artemis uh senses that she has to fight some game uh and it's she has to do it alone so they're getting ready to go back to the camp uh loads everybody up and he's like hey talia you want to drive and she's like uh, yeah i guess <laughs> and she's obviously shaken up um, about something, uh, but we don't exactly know what it is yet. I just assume it's because she is well, just scared to drive. Yeah, that, that, that's what it's assumed to be at the beginning, but right. we find out later what it is. There's, like, layers of, like, ooh, maybe. Yeah. Um, which, of course, when they get to camp, uh, we set up, you know, to to run into to Chiron, and he's like, hey, man. Um, Percy tells him, like, hey, listen, Annabeth um, 
she in fact we don't think she got got but like also i don't know um they show (laughs) there's a cute scene of of them being like okay grover go ahead and take uh mr d'angelo here to go see our little little intro film he's like (laughs) is it pg or g because bianca doesn't like me watching pg movies and he's like it's pg and he's like yeah awesome and like rolls through um basically me <laughs> Nico yeah, it's, D'Angelo's it's a little he's like sick <laughs> I gotta watch a big movie movie <laughs> like Nico D'Angelo is basically a little twerp that I definitely would have kicked but I love him so much um and we see Mr. D just being very like kind of toss him aside with the demigods he has no attachment to Annabeth except ex- except the fact or sorry despite the fact that Annabeth has been at camp for years Chiron is obviously tore up about Annabeth um but Mr. G's just like, well, meh, oh, well. Um, and Percy's like, I want to go find her. I want to be on the quest to go find her. And Mr. D's like, well, wouldn't it be stupid of us to sacrifice two if she was or, you know, another demigod? If she was smart enough to stay alive, she best be smart enough to find her way out. Which is, like, rough. We're going to yeah, talk about but... that later. But, um, we, you know, they end up having, um, setting up the capture the flag game between the hunters and the campers which are very few in the winter um and percy ends up you know wanders back to his cabin and finds that he now has a little device um to which he can he can send iris messages frequently and he the first person he decides to call is is tyson and we learn that like there's some things going on in poseidon's realm there are a band of very old very evil monsters guarding uh luke's boat in that there's a war kind of brewing that's what tyson is working in the forges for we see that uh i believe one miss sally jackson may have in fact a love interest um and then of course percy has the dream that luke has manipulated annabeth into holding up the sky um and percy just kind of dwells on that for a hot second and we're set up with the old dead friend comes to visit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. He pops into the to the Oracle and is like, hey, is that this chapter? Uh, no, one? that's next that's, one. Yeah, okay, that's sorry. One. Continue, um, Brett. I'm, I apologize. I'm no, you're fine. Uh, so he wakes up uh, and he's he's telling people about his, he tells Grover about his dream, overhears that uh, Zoe also had a similar dream, uh, which is one of the uh, main hunters, uh, that Artemis was in trouble. Um so they're sort of uh, they're sort of like worrying about this, talking to people, trying to get things ready. Um, all the while, while they're uh, prepping for the capture the flag game. So uh, Percy also still a little bit shooken up about things. Uh, goes to the Oracle, and uh, since everyone else is outside of the cabin right now, and is trying to be like, hey, uh, hey, Oracle, old buddy, old friend, old pal, uh, you want to help us out a little bit? You want you want to tell me what's up with Annabeth? Uh, but the Oracle doesn't seem to do much doesn't seem to to budge doesn't seem to say much as it is in fact a corpse sitting yes. on a three-legged stool <laughs> uh yeah um so then they they leave the he's like fine leaves uh then we jump to the capture the flag game where percy because he he thinks he i don't want to say he thinks he knows better than talia but talia has a plan that she sets out and percy thinks he uh he sees a better opening and wants to take it and doesn't want to like risk losing just uh and like standing there like an idiot so he takes off, uh, falls through. Tally gets a little bit mad. They are having like kind of a scrap and getting angry at each other. Uh, they're sort of showcasing their powers, getting more and more like uh, powerful. Style. <laughs> and then it's stopped because the Oracle is up and walking, you know, the corpse, and <laughs> speaks a prophecy. 
um, to uh, Zoe. That's basically like, hey, um, actually, you know, it's, it's probably best if we, if I, if read I read it, it out. Yeah. Uh, five shall go west to the goddess in chains. One shall be lost to the land without rain. The bane of Olympus shows the trail. Campers and hunters combined prevail. The titans cursed uh, must one withstand, and one shall per- uh, perish by a parent's hand. Uh, oh. So we're, we're given that sort of knowledge drop, and they're like, oh, hey, quest time. Uh, which then leads into the next chapter entitled Everybody Hates Me But the Horse. Sounds like a really good like early 90s sitcom. Like It has the same <laughs> energy as like Everybody Hates Chris. Um, probably on purpose. There and you're all alone. <laughs> a horse will be there to carry you home. <laughs> Everywhere Except you look. I'm imagining this being sung by one Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the tangent there. Anyhow, so uh, we see that um, in this chapter, uh, the oracle just, like, collapses on the ground and, (laughs) you know, back to corpse. Uh, So, you know, Percy's like, well, I want to be on this quest. And... They're like, no. (laughs) No, we're not working with a man. Which, like, valid. Um, I also distaste (laughs) working with men. (laughs) Uh, Get out, Brett. Leave. All (laughs) righty. Anyhow, um, so we see that they're like, okay, listen, there are five people to go, three hunters, two campers. That's the fair, that's the fair mix. And Talia's like, well, that's crap, but whatever. Um, they end up, the five are going to be um, Zoe, Bianca, a huntress, a huntress by the name of Phoebe, and then Talia and Grover. And it just so happens that uh, the day of the quest, or they're going to leave for the quest, uh, Phoebe gets a shirt which is lined with poison. Mm-hmm. It, 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 she down for the count. So then Percy with An- Annabeth's little snappy dappy little invisible cap uh, follows them on Blackjack. Who <laughs> convenience? Yes. Uh, but uh, before uh, oh, before he leaving. promises Nico that he will watch over Bianca. He will make sure yes. that Bianca's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also you had a little bit of overlap into. Uh, chapter I? eight, and by that I mean the entire chapter. Oh um, shoot! Really? No, you're fine. Uh, the only thing that's important, other than what you've said in chapter eight, is that um, uh, Percy uh, Blackjack comes in and was like, "Hey, Percy, there's a uh, there's a cow in the water." Uh, oh, so then they, yeah. he, so he takes him to that, frees this like sea serpent slash cow Bessie Bessie uh, from the uh, uh, from this uh, thing. I don't know exactly what it was like a net, and then. It scutters off, never to be mentioned until like three quarters of the way through the book again. Right, and then we get that um, we see that after we uh, after the chapters that I had skipped through, um, <laughs> that uh, Zoe is the one driving the bus, even though she looks about fifteen years old. <laughs> um, that they are hauling it th- from New York to I think they're heading to DC. Yes. Um, and then Mr. D pops in, and he's like, hey, Percy, don't you think I would notice that a child of the big three just yeeted out of camp? And Percy's like, honestly, no. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> because also, this isn't the first time he's done it. In fact, right. I think what this happened is the last third time? time he's done it. Well, well, the first time he was allowed to yeet Oh, that's true, camp. that's true. The second time he just, hey, Hermie said, get lost, kid, so I did. Uh, also, the fact that, Blackjack is like, hey, by the way, it's the wine dude. 
and Mr. D's like throwing in line. He's like, the next person or horse that calls me wine, dude. I swear to God. I thought that was funny. That was so good. Um, I want Mr. D to learn how to play myth- uh, Mythos and Magic as oh my gosh. <laughs> with Nico. Oh, yes. A so scene you're the- saying that uh, I get 13 mana points if I play this card. <laughs> um, anyhow, but we see that they end up um, touching down and finding... In Washington, D.C., they find Dr. Thorne and the big crew of baddies that include Luke that are all basically after Talia um, because she will, in fact, most likely be the one who is the demise to Olympus Mm -hmm. at this point. She will be 16 in a small amount of time. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're going to we're going to get these uh, these hunters dead. We're going to send an evil beast after them. can you go get me the teeth of these mm-hmm. beasts? And they were like, yeah, sure. And they throw them on the ground and out pop a bunch of tiny little kitten saber-toothed tigers. And and then they're like, you imbecile. Get you the T-Rex bones. And they're like, oh, yes, here are these evil skeleton monsters and this weird, like, cat beast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Percy's like, oh, no. He body checks one of them to prevent the beast from getting mm-hmm. uh, some of... Talia's scent, I think? I believe so, yeah. It was the Nemenian lion, I believe. Yeah, like the there you go. monster. And uh, so, still an invisible, body checks the general. Luke is like, Percy Jackson, I swear to God. <laughs> and then Percy's like, I'm out. <laughs> and then next chapter, I break a few rocket ships. Um, so Percy is sort of, he's like running through this. I, I thought it was like a museum, but it seems mm. to be like a mall sort of place. I, I imagine like the, well, because they say mall. Yeah. Well, I think it's the... I don't know where it's at. I'm going to be honest. It's like a it's gift DC. shop area-ish. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's the Mall of America. Uh, some, something like that. Insert miscellaneous DC thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the the group the group uh, meets up, and they're sort of like, hey, Percy, you shouldn't be here. We told you not to be here. We don't want to fight with you. And they go, well, too bad I'm here. Uh, so they're sort of... They're running, trying to fight these things. They find out they can't kill the skeletons. They're slicing through them, uh, keep coming back up. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to kill the lion. Its pelt is almost impervious to everything. Uh, Percy comes up with the idea to, well, its mouth can't be impervious. That's that's weird. So he goes and is like, hey, you guys shoot at the mouth and has everyone sort of try to, to distract it so that Zoe can get a, sh- uh, a arrow directly through the mouth. After, in fact, shoving so much fruit. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> air, like frozen, uh, like um, freeze-dried, freeze like miscellaneous astronaut food. Yeah, into his mouth to make sure his mouth was still open. <laughs> Um, and then they go, okay, well, uh, I guess you're part of the crew now. Come with, uh, come with us. Oh, also he gets as a spoiler for, he gets the pelt of the Nemenian lion, which he wears as a, like a literally bulletproof fur coat. Right. Um, and then they, they decide to yeet out again. Um, they're like, okay, well, we've got to lose these things after us. Um, and they go down to the underground, and Bianca's like, I don't remember this being here when we lived here last summer. And everybody's like, hmm, sus, but okay. Um, they just ignore <laughs> it's it. It's an entire subway system, <laughs> but okay. okay. Um, so they, they hop trains, and they manage to make it out. And um, they're walking through the, like, middle of nowhere, like this, like, outskirts of D.C. This miscellaneous homeless man, who definitely is not, in fact, a god, goes, hey, guys, do you need a ride? That train's getting ready to head on out of here. <laughs> they're like, all right. It is filled with sports cars. 
like real nice, very nice cars, and they all are like cool bedtime. <laughs> um, we see that Zoe and or not Zoe, sorry, uh, Talia and Percy have a bit of a talk. Uh, we learn that her mom is dead, um, and Percy's like, "Okay, cool, great, um, awesome," and she's like, and she, he says, like, "Is that why? You, is that why you're scared to drive? Because your mom died in a car crash? Is that why? Because you, you didn't want to die in a car crash too? Like he was extremely blunt about like, right? Like, like poor Percy. My just... mom's died. My mom died, and I'm sad about that. And it's like cool. Is that, is that why, why you're, you're afraid? Is that why you're a little like a little like?" weenie like what, be you're like if scared somebody was like hey percy um i understand that gabe abused you is that why you're afraid of anybody else coming near you and it's like jesus christ <laughs> yeah like it's i don't think that he meant mean by it but it's it's mm. sort of a thing it's sort of like a, a recurring theme in this that neither talia nor percy knew how to talk to each other like they yeah. they were not only were they like extremely different but there was a lot of pressure between the two of them because of not only just being two kids of the big three that technically shouldn't exist but also kids that had a curse and not a curse like a prophecy on them it was like hey one of you is gonna betray the everyone the entirety of olympus and they're like oh yeah, so there's there, there's they both do not know how to speak to each other or handle each other at all and i think this is just sort of another example of that well and he also he says the thing about luke he's like you know um you know because they're talking about the the fact that talia ran into the hunters way back when Mm -hmm. before she died round one um and was like you know zoe said that eventually luke would let me down and percy's like that's harsh but like zoe was right yeah harsh but fair and talia's like no she wasn't luke never let me down and Mm -hmm. percy's like ma'am we're literally gonna have to fight him 0.5 0.5 i seen him betray I, annabeth I, I skipped to the last chapter already i already know we wipe we like wipe the fool like i know it um and she goes by the way percy think about the fact that annabeth was about ready to join them too think about why she didn't and we're like oh okay um because of course that's the thing for the hunters you yeah. have to swear off like all love yes not um, only love but you like, cannot meet with men like for instance bianca could not see nico right like she could not see him individually the hunters would have to be in the same be, vicinity yeah she could not seek out anybody um and then of course we get um apollo returns and he's like hey man take a nap dreams are good <laughs> take a nap buddy hey buddy just this is um and then apollo's like you know i'm, I'm using i'm interfering just a little bit here Hopefully, you'll be across the states in no time. Um, and, you know, that's that. Um, he gets the dream that we see um, this random girl. And Percy is playing the role of random guy number one. And he's trying to beat some ominous big bad that's obviously related to the girl. And she's like, no, you know, I'll help you as much as I can. And when Percy wakes up, he realizes. Oh, and then we learn that that's where who his blade comes from. Percy wakes up, we learn that the girl was, in fact, Zoe Nightshade. But he still has no clue who the hero was. But he can't just ask her who the hero was. Of course not. Because um, she's, she's, she's feisty, persnickety. She would kill him. Yeah. Uh, which gets us to I snowboard. I go snowboarding with a pig. So so they get there. Uh, they they arrive uh, closer to their, their main goal. Uh, and they have a little bit of, like, heart-to-hearts um between sort of characters uh but the most important thing that really happens here is they get attacked by a wild boar uh and they're like 
whoa, this 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 fellow's weird. But all of a sudden, uh, Grover like passes out. Yeah. Uh, and so as they're trying to deal with this, they're uh, Grover's try, like trying to tell them things, but he's like on the floor, passed out. And eventually, they find out this isn't a bad thing. This is a gift. And in fact, if we contain this thing, it goes so fast, we will be able to get to our end destination like instantly, basically. Uh, and he's like, cool, who's the gift from? And Grover's like, I'm pretty sure it's Pan, which is like good for him. Because right. that's like the first time he's actually he's like, felt that in, like ever. He's like, oh, yes, Pan spoke to me while I was drinking coffee. <laughs> he's like, I will never stop drinking coffee. This is the closest lead we've ever had. And then you back to your comment. I can't remember if it was on mic or not off mic. I just imagine Grover sitting there like, you know, like the coffee shakes. He's yeah. like, I gotta, Pan's got to talk to me. He's got to talk to me. He's going like, to do it. Buddy, your 15 glasses of coffee is a little too many toning mm-hmm. down. You're going to be, you're going to be having a horrible time later. Like, <laughs> the worst case of the sh- It's going to be a rough time. You cannot drink that much, Joe. <laughs> Anyhow. So when the when the beast boots him off, um, we get to, or next chapter, uh, we learn that the beast is only going to go so far. They kick he kicks him off, not really, but they get off and they appear. Um, they're walking toward you know, through the desert, and up rolls this this limo. They're like, oh, sus. Um, oh, and they realize that Bianca cannot tell them who the last president was. Mm-hmm. Tell you who it is now, but she cannot tell you who it was. Um, up rolls Aries, um, and of course, you know, Percy's like, hey, how's the ankle healing up, old man? Let's fight. And he's like, whoa, 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 you best hope that my lady won't kick yeah. Can't say that. Mm. Um, and Percy's like, who? He gets into the into the limo, and here sets Aphrodite, um, whose appearance just shifts to look like whoever you 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 desire. Um, so, and of course we get a couple of, it is mentioned multiple times that Aphrodite resembles Annabeth when Percy sees her, mm-hmm. which is like, Ooh, there's some hints there. <laughs> um, and it's like, Oh, you know, the, tel- the actress that I had a crush on in the fifth grade. And, and he talks to Aphrodite and Aphrodite's like, listen, you have to be careful in my husband's junkyard. Uh, he's very stingy about his stuff. Don't take anything or they'll kill you. Um, and then Percy's like, I ain't cool. Um, he walks into his friends and he's like, okay, guys, so we've got to go through the junkyard. Uh, don't steal anything. And Zoe's like, that's not the only reason they came all the way out here. And Grover, most likely using the empathy link, is like, hey, guys, let's, let's, uh, let's get back to the task at hand to save per- poor Percy from the embarrassment of having to be like, oh, no, feelings. Mm-hmm. Um... We go. We're going through the Hephaestus's junkyard, and we learn that somebody has stole something, because this giant beast wakes up and is ready to kill them. He is made of just metal, uh, and he does end up killing one of them, Bianca, who stole not the like really shiny, pretty bow she'd been been looking at, but rather this mythomagic little figurine. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that that Nico didn't have. And so Bianca D'Angelo died in the desert, and that puts us in I have a damn problem. Yes. Uh, so they make it to the they make it to the Hoover Dam, uh, which hey, I, I, I'm in there. I know where that is. Uh, that's fun. Anyway, that's just a little tidbit there. Um, 
Uh, so they're they're getting through uh, the the dam. They have a lot of fun uh, with with saying like, "I want to go to the damn snack bar. I want to like that." It's I want to get a damn T-shirt. It was it was a fun time. The name of the chapter is "I Have a Damn Problem," which I for I, a reason, yes, yes. Um, but however, while they're there, it's not all fun and games. Uh, they sort of get attacked by the skeleton men again. Now with, I believe, guns, uh, which is <laughs> armed. Yeah, that it's that's kind of rough. Um, and then uh, so Percy's trying to hide from him. Uh, he gets separated from the group a little bit. Uh, he swipes a sword at a kid that was blowing uh, their nose, which turns out to be say the name uh, Rachel Elizabeth Dare. Yes, Rachel Elizabeth Dare, who's just vibing. And who, she's like, "Hey, why'd you hit me with a sword, you heathen?" And but he's why like, didn't it hurt me? And like, so she seems to be somewhat immune to the mist, as we as we see. And later, we're told like, "Oh yeah, that's just how some humans are." Like, uh, like your mom. Um, oh, that's something really cool that I I will talk about it later. I forgot about a scene that I really liked. Okay. Uh, she helps like him hide from these monsters. Uh, and then they they he meets up with the rest of the group. They get cornered, and then he's like, "Hey, those toes are really shiny on those statues. Uh, let's let's touch those." Talia, pray to your dad. I just think it'll work. And then the statues of these two angels wake up and go like, "Hey, we're gonna save you." Right. And they save them. Um, backtrack just a hair. Oh, sorry. Um, we get, of course, that all three Grover uh, Grover Talia and Percy can recite random facts about the Hoover Dam because oh, yes. Annabeth is like I just love architecture um and then Bessie comes back for yeah. a little split second and then um he runs into a Percy runs into Athena he thinks um she there a lot as she this yeah Sorry. as she's giving the like speech on the elevator of like all the history of the building and she was Percy's like hey lady um so like is there another way out of here? And she was like, did you not listen to any of my speech? And then he, then she looks at him and he goes, man, her eyes look like Annabeth's. And she goes, there's always a way out for somebody who is wise. And you're like, hmm, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Just um, a really nice old lady. Right. And we learned that the, the statues were a gift from Athena to Zeus. So we're like, oh, Athena's at work here. Um, but that puts us, of course, the, the, uh, the I wrestle Santa's evil twin, um, which... Uh, forgot to mention back back when Apollo had popped in, he made this little like spill to Percy, like, "Hey man, there's gonna be this gross old man in San Francisco." San Francisco. Who's like, he smells awful, but, but he'll be able to help you out. <laughs> he smells awful, but in a different way. He's like, he's like gonna a smell different like flavor of bad. He's gonna smell like burning kelp, basically. Um, and so Zoe is like, "Okay, well, you gotta go find her." Uh, go, gotta go find this bro. So we're gonna deck you out in some goodwill donated clothes, mm-hmm. rip him up, rub some gross on you, and you're gonna go find him. And Percy's walking around. He's like, ah, here's just a bunch of you know people vibing. And then old Santa looked and was like, oh, disgusting. Percy then grabs a hold of him because that's what you have to do. You can't let go. Man is throwing Percy into the sea and makes the throwaway comment of, why won't you drown? <laughs> Percy's like, I'm the son of a side, and he's like. Stop. Son of a gun. <laughs> that upstart, he took my spot. Right. Um, and ends up, like, wasting the – not really wasting, but he's like, listen, where do we find the go- the monster that will bring the end to all the gods, the one that, An- that, uh, that mm-hmm. Ar- um, Artemis is trying to hunt? He's like, easy. He's right there. And Percy's like, what the heck, old man? No. And then it turns out to be Bessie. Um and Percy like talks to him like, "Hey, shh, don't 
no, stop, stop talking. Um, and Grover's like, that's not, his name isn't Bessie. <laughs> uh, we learn that, of course, um, this, this um, cow serpent thingy whose name I cannot say. Um, the Ophiotaurus. Thank you. That sounds so weird. <laughs> um, I guess it makes sense breaking down the word, but anyhow. Yeah. Um, we learned that it could, in fact, defeat the gods. It gives an, mm-hmm. um, when you sacrifice its, in, like, its entrails, uh, it, in fact, gives you the ability to be unstoppable. Yes. Like a little chip of, like the little star in Mario. Yeah, you get the, <laughs> you get the invincibility to star. But and in the can, form of cow serpent, man. Yeah, and then you can run through the rest of the, the pantheon. <laughs> Um, and we see kind of the little trick getting played on the mind of, of Talia, who is ready, you know, it's like, kill it, just kill it. Just kill it. And she's like, no, Mm -mm." oh, well, one of the bad guys comes back. That's what it is. One of the bad guys is like, just kill him. You have the power, daughter of Zeus. Dr. Thorne comes back and he's like, just kill him. And she's like, she's like, Ooh, I'm going, I'm going to. And Percy's like, no, don't don't do that. Don't going to. They send off. They call for Mr. D. Mr. D randomly is like, fine, I guess. He pops in. And, yeah. Uh, we realize that Zoe... Zoe has the realization that she has to, in fact, go home. Mm-hmm. And visit the family that has basically ostracized her. Um, and, of course, that brings us to... We meet the dragon of the internal bad breath. Uh, so, uh, we, we learn a little bit more about Zoe's backstory. She was, she was sent away from her family... Uh, they, and they need something from uh, from the the realm. Uh, it's it's like a it's the so, ooh, ooh. so they uh, they need something <laughs> they need something from Mount Orthrus uh, to ensure that they're going to be okay moving on. Uh, and they have to uh, end up fighting the dragon that sort of protects Mount Orthrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the original thing is that she's uh, Zoe's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down the dragon. I'm gonna make sure everything's okay. Uh, but the dragon's like, you're not one of us anymore. I'm going to attack you. And she's like, okay, fine then. We'll just make you mad. Yeah. So, uh, so they, they fight. The dragon's got bad breath. That's a whole thing. Uh, she gets scratched, uh, and it's like, oh, she's, she's like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But we later find out. It is but a flesh wound. (laughs) We later find out it is not fine and that it is a poisoned wound that is slowly killing her. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't kill her, but it slowly kills. Yeah. And they managed to make it to the mountain to yes. go. And we learned that Zoe's father is, in fact, Atlas. Yes. We also get to see Annabeth's father in that chapter, is when they run off to see Mr. Chase, oh, or yeah, Dr. That's, that's, Chase. That's correct, yeah. They, so they, they go back, uh, and they're like, well, there's somebody who might be able to help us in this neck of the woods, and it's uh, Annabeth Chase's father. Right, who does not know that his daughter is missing and in danger, and he's like, well, I guess I got to help now. Here, kids, take my car, <laughs> have at it. Um, Mr. Chase is so cool. He's just like, he's just like a nerd. Um, Zoe's like, oh, yes, this, this battle map is wrong, sir. Um, and he's like, what, really? She's like, yeah, I was there. I know. And he's like, oh, oh my God. Okay. Which he, I, I think. That- I, listen, I didn't think I would ever say this. I really like Mr. Uh, Mr. Chase. Chase. I think so he's cool. a fun character. Um, anyhow, so as they roll up. Um, to the mountain, uh, you know, Percy, the chapter titles, I put on a few million extra pounds. They roll up to the, to there and Atlas is like, ha ha, you see daughter, 
Artemis, who is holding up the sky, is good for nothing. Percy's like, eh, well, come on. Um, we see Tali and Luke start to fight. Um, Percy has decided, I, will ha- I have to free Artemis. Mm-hmm. He breaks her chains, takes the sky from her. Um, even though she's like, don't do it. It's okay. She's like, he's like, no, 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 no. I got this. Um, and we see that, um, of course, I think it's, yeah, Artemis starts to fight Atlas. All the while, Talia and Luke are continuing to fight. Um, Artemis is able to trick Atlas back underneath the sky. Um <laughs> Then rolls in Mr. Chase in his little mock military <laughs> helicopter and his bullets made of celestial of, bronze. And just like... <laughs> and <laughs> that scene was so cool. He just he just rolls up. He's like... Uh, oh, also they get uh, Annabeth back. In yeah, this. Annabeth is back. She, yes. she is freed once the battle ends. Like they get surrounded. Plane comes in, mows down things. <laughs> and Annabeth is good. Mm-hmm. I will say, he was like... Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Annabeth. I melted down your weapons to make the bullet casings, like the, some of the Celestial Bron things that you just left in the house. Like, I'm just imagining, like, 11-year-old Annabeth with, like, the wall or... of daggers. Yeah. And also, like, kind of not cool. You melted your daughter's stuff? What? <laughs> Granted, she also had ran away from home. Yeah, but, like... I don't know. When I moved away from college, the worst thing my mom did was like sell some Pokemon cards I had. <laughs> I feel like and if she melted down my like my bed frame to make it like a cool art project, I think I'd feel a little upset. I wanted to experiment with bullet making. <laughs> I hope you didn't want this. To be fair, in this case, it was an extremely helpful thing, and he was doing it to right. protect his daughter. So like, right. still. Well, I- and we see, too, that Zoe's dying. Yes. She is not she just dies. from the wound, but she gets her. The final finishing thing is a wound from her father, yeah. which ends up fulfilling the prophecy. The prophecy. Um, and so, of course, she goes to live amongst the stars. Um, that was sad. That made, right. that, that made me tear up. And Artemis is like, so. Oh, you cried during. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> it, it got me. I was like, dang, man. <laughs> um. And then we're immediately, um, Artemis is like, okay, well, I got to head back to Olympus. It's literally the winter solstice. My, my, I'll my, meet you my guys good there. Friend, my good friend died. Anyway, yeah. I have a meeting to attend. Um, and the goddess is like, you know, you did great, Annabeth. You always have a home here. And she's like, yeah, well. And then Artemis is like, well, I guess you did all right too, Percy, for a, for a man. You did all right. <laughs> Um, and then Dr. Chase has the throw like the line where he's like, she was impressive, though I say I must I still prefer Athena. And I'm like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I was like, OK, also, alrighty. Also, like uh, Artemis is like 12. Supposed- no, no, no. Artemis is, looks 18. Oh, OK. She. Oh, uh, yes. yes. By the by the. Um, well, because she only looks twelve when she's around the hunters. I yes. thought is what it was. Every I, I think she was like she took a form that was like more pleasing to them uh her her like natural form that she likes to take is is i believe it said same age as apollo and mm-hmm. i thought they were both 18 so okay that might have just been me applying my fan thoughts onto it so yes, fair, very fair. I, yeah, either I way <laughs> um so uh out of nowhere 
pops blackjack he's like what's up gang hey um, i'm back he's like whoa what's up oh i forgot to mention way back when that grover went with bessie to go oh, back yes. to the east coast uh, to avoid they, luke yes they they just did not want them having that bargaining chip of accidentally catching uh bethy 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 uh anyhow so they end up um flying on the on the pegasi to to the empire state building and they're like oh no um zeus is probably gonna try to strike us down it'll be fine we've got talia with us uh they all roll up to the oh um and then we learn that even though luke had plummeted off this mountain annabeth fully believes that he is still alive mm-hmm. and that you know he's under Cronus's spell and percy gets a little bit of that little little bit of jealousy and he's like mm, whatever and then that puts us, of course, into the gods' vote how to kill us. Uh, so in this in this sort of meeting, they're uh, going over and being like, hey, good job. Uh, you two are still an extreme threat to us, so we're going to debate if you should live or die. Um, that's also, I, I will say, they first came to the agreement that they uh, are going to do something about the uh, Titans coming back. Like, they, they have agreed that that must happen. Uh, but they also, uh, now with Bessie, like with them, they're trying to decide if they should just kill it now to make sure that nobody can ever use its power, uh, or if they should keep it like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure hostage is the word, but they keep it keep safe it, and protected so nobody can use it against little, them. A cute little aquarium, they say. I feel like that has the same vibe as like when, when college girls put fish in bottles, like we're in stop bottles of Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that the gods did not, in fact, put the cow serpent in a bottle of Tito's. However, <laughs> <laughs> image. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they're they're sort of debating all these things, and Percy steps up to, up to the plane. He's like, one, I don't want to die. Two, I don't want to die. And three, you should probably should be nice to that serpent. Like, uh, it's innocent. Yeah. He also he brings up the argument that like, uh, that both killing them. And killing the the thing just because it could be bad later is literally kind of what like Kronos yeah, did. literally like eating your kids because you heard one of them would you usurp them one day. So like, right. they go Zeus is taken aback by that when he's like, well, dang, okay, gotta think about this for a second. So they decide to uh, keep so nobody has like any specific bargaining power over it to keep uh, Bessie in uh, Olympus in a little container. And that after like some convincing by parties such as like uh, I think I think it was Artemis and Ares made some decent points. Uh, uh, Artemis and Artemis, not Ares. Artemis and Apollo. Um, yeah. Are like, hey, I think they deserve some praise. Right. Uh, so they uh, they throw a party uh, for everybody, and I think that's I think that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. Which then leads into uh, the last one. I get a new enemy. Yes. Um. When in I get a new enemy, of course they go back to camp, and they're they're you know recounting the quest, and, mm-hmm. and little Nico walks up and he's like, "Where's Bianca?" And Percy's like, "Hey, buddy, listen, I am so sorry. I try." Him. Nico just freaks out. He's like, "You told me you would protect her. You told me she would come back alive, and now she's dead because of you. It should be you dead." Like this poor kid has some fresh trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, Percy hands him the statue that she got for him. That you know that Bianca had given Percy to give to Nico. Nico throws it on the ground. Skeletons come. They're chasing after Percy, and Nico's like, "You're trying to get me killed too." And Boy just has a panic and just screams, "No!" 
the, they just disappear. Mm-hmm. Percy's like, he opens a, a literal pit hotel. to Hades, and they fall in. This ten-year-old sentenced these creatures to the depths of hell. Yeah, um, and Percy's like. It's Poseidon too, <laughs> so wild. No, yeah, no. Uh, it's, kids, a, kids, it's Hades. A, yeah, kids, a son of Hades. Um, and of course, Nico's like, I knew she was dead. I could feel her being judged in the fields of um, Adosifel. Yes, I think so. Uh, however you say it. Um, and uh, the fields of apostrophe. Apostrophe. Um, but a diphodo. <laughs> um, but anyhow, uh, and then Nico just runs away from camp, and Percy's like, well. Okay. And Annabeth's like, Percy, you have to tell somebody he ran away. Percy's like, well, we'll talk about how he ran away, but I'm not telling him why. Yeah. I'm not, they don't need to know that who his parentage is. And Annabeth's like, well, he might be a, the child of the prophecy, not you. And Percy's like, no, 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 no. It's me. I claimed it. It's mine. I don't care anymore. There's no more of this in between. It's me. The book series is named after me. Right. He's like, I'm writing my own books. Um, and then Annabeth just goes, Okay. Alrighty. Well, we gotta go find him, and then the book ends. Yep, and then with that, and then oh, and then Grover walks in. He's like, "I have heard the words of Pan," and everybody's like, "What, really?" And he's like, three words: "I await you," and then that's where the book ends. Yes. Yeah, I await you, and that's it. That's the book, and we're back to our usual Harry Potter runtime of book <laughs> summaries. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, but, we can we can trim some of that up. No, <laughs> it'll be all right. Um, anyhow. So I guess, where do we want to start? I guess we should go ahead and start with our main theme. Yes, let's go with main theme. So our main theme for the book is loyalties and, like, abuse of loyalties. Okay. Um, and, of course, we see, we learn right up front, Athena tells us exactly what Percy's flaw is. Yes. He is loyal to a fault, um, which makes sense. Boy snuck out of camp, mm-hmm. um, put his life in danger just to save Annabeth, who probably might have been dead. It's and it's not the first time he did this. He did this with Grover as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when he did, he went and got a he went and got a quest to save his mom. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason that Percy continues to throw himself on these like crazy, you know, wild bangers yeah. of a quest. But um, we see Percy's anim- loyalty to Annabeth in this book. Even though we don't get a lot of Annabeth and we really don't get a lot of development on Percy in this book, we see a lot of their relationship, the loyalty between the two of them kind of mm-hmm. shift. Not shift, but like I just think of it very much of like you had that one friend like in your childhood that you became really close to and you're like, "Oh no, these are not just friend feelings." Oh. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of builds from there. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very sweet. They're I do you have any comments on Percy's loyalty to Annabeth? Um, or? I don't think anything. I don't think anything from Percy to Annabeth. But I would like to talk about the next sort of thing that we have in loyalty, mm-hmm. which is the loyalty of the hunters to Artemis, and okay. vice versa, Artemis's loyalty to the hunters. Okay. Um, so and also kudos to uh, Riordan uh, for not saying like, oh, they're the huntresses, and like making like extra like points on that. I think that it is nice to like. Just give them, just give them they're the title. Hunters. Yeah, they're they're just hunters. There's nothing like special about that. Like, and it, I don't know. I thought that's nice, but I'm also the dude, so like, <laughs> my my opinion on that doesn't matter as much. Um, but I think that uh, the 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 hunt the hunters like the entire time they're like, I we don't want you to go alone, Artemis. Like they they trust her fully that they know that she is going to be 
okay, or at least hope she's going to be okay, but they still do not want to leave her side. They want to be with her no matter what. Uh, they only begrudgingly leave at, as a direct order and still don't really like their time at Camp Half-Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, they're like sort of trying to band together and stay cheery. The only time they sort of drop off of that demeanor is when they uh, like get the news of the dream that Artemis might not be okay and later when the Oracle gets it. Uh, but even then, they're still like they are determined, and they are uh, they like instantly have choices of who they're going to send. There is not much deliberation, and nobody is really like upset about that. Uh, even when the like the new Bianca joins them, they're still like, yeah, sure, that that's fine. Like, there's no animosity. They are only doing what is best for Artemis. And I think I think later it's also important. Like, uh, obviously, there is a large bond there, but Artemis is like extremely upset. She's not just like. Oh darn! But the prophecy is the prophecy. When Zoe dies, she is like actually upset. She like right. she is like trying to use her healing powers, and this like uh like can't manage to do anything until uh and then she's like, it's okay, just let me go. I died to my father. It was the prophecy after all. Uh, well, and it's like one of those things too. Is we see a lot of like you said, like as much as the hunters are loyal to Artemis, Artemis is loyal to them. Mm-hmm. She she's she's the one who decides. I don't want you guys anywhere near this mm-hmm. please just go be safe at camp mm-hmm. i will come get you um she, after this is over yeah. and and even the and even the hunters that aren't aren't hers yet are the ones that she's like you know out to get mm-hmm. that sounds very that has a very negative connotation she, yeah she's trying to recruit them um the ones that she's like hey you would be amazing among my ranks um with thalia specifically she's like you know um well actually with Annabeth more so uh, Artemis is like, listen, you would be a great hunter, but I understand. And it's just very, it's very mm-hmm. sweet. I, and of course, Artemis doesn't bat an eye to take the place of Annabeth under the sky. Yeah, like not at all. Like she's, as soon as she sees her, she's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm here. And even though she doesn't like necessarily like Percy, she's still like, hey, no, you, you can't take this away. Like you shouldn't be like trying to take this weight away from me. It's right. like, it's what I need to be doing right now. Well, it's, I don't. I wouldn't say that that Artemis hated Percy. No, I think it's very because she also keeps the hunters from just killing him when she, they think she he disrespects her, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, 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 ladies, he's just he is going through trauma. It's okay, um, and she talks very civilly to him, which is like. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like what you said all, yeah, earlier. It, Artemis is probably one of my favorite favorite mm-hmm. of the gods. She's Art, just Artemis always is like, very fun. She's just always like, hey guys, uh, let's vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, she also she did not need to do much. She could have just been like, we will forever honor Zoe uh, and like make a plaque to her. No, she immortalizes her in the stars, like constellation and all. I think that was really cool. I liked that a lot. Um, which is actually pretty common. Um, oddly enough, it's a pretty common theme in Greek mythology. That um, deceased hunters get oh, their place among the stars. I like yeah. that. It's really, I, that's one of my favorite aspects of Greek mythology. But, um, and of course we see that the hunters also create a little bit of tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically between, uh, for, for Thalia, or Thalia. Um, specifically between Thalia and Zoe. There's a lot of ten- underlying tension there because, like I said in the in the review, Zoe's like, Luke will betray you like all men do. And Talia's like, ah, nope, he won't. <laughs> he does. Um, and we see Talia call that out to Percy. Like, Annabeth got the same offer I did. Why did she choose to stay? Think about that. Um, and I think that shows a lot of the loyalty between Talia and Annabeth, too. Mm-hmm. 
we see we we get a lot more into their their like not necessarily friendship but their history a little bit too in this mm-hmm. um we see how close talia and, and annabeth and luke were um which also I think plays into the other one of the other big like loyalties we have to discuss this section is Luke's Luke and Annabeth's not really loyalty but how Luke uses Annabeth's loyalty to him to betray you know to mm-hmm. literally attempt to get her murdered. Um, Luke plays on that emotion to be like, "Hey Annabeth, come take the sky," <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my God, you look so weak. You look like you're about ready to die." And he's like, "Cause I am. You know it'll help me. You get teamwork it." And then he's like, oh, thank God, get wrecked, and, like, walks away. I, oh, I hate Luke so much. Um, but, yeah. I don't know if you have any comment on that one or not. No, I mean, not really. Uh, Luke is... The worst. Yeah. What's our runtime at right now? Uh, 53. Okay. Luke is a... <laughs> Luke's a real ding-a-ling. <laughs> That's why you needed the runtime? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, to see if you had to censor it. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, and I guess I, I, ugh, he only gets worse as this goes on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, this is a Luke hate account. He does. It's, just, uh, it's it, it, not only that, but like he did, he did the same thing that like, um, I can't remember, Polyphemus mm-hmm. uh, did, which is that like, it was like, hey, come on. Like he, he used a lot of stuff on Talia to be like, please, please, please don't do this. And she's like, okay and as soon as she like lowers her her guard he like attacks again right and like it's he's like using every ounce of manipulation that he can think of and it's i mean yeah i was gonna say i can't really i can't really say it uh, any like better than you already did it's disgusting it's gross Mm -hmm. and it kind of i don't know it reminds me a lot of grooming like Mm -hmm. obviously he i think it's very obvious the fact he attempted to groom annabeth when or he was grooming annabeth when she was younger, mm-hmm. after to sort of was, join the side, right? Yeah. Like, hey, I am one of your best friends. Look at look at this. I know that you have this crush on me. Look at look at all the great things that I can give you. Come on, fall to my side. You would be all powerful, which is more from the last book. Mm-hmm. And then he plays on the emotional manipulation to that. You don't want me to die. Mm-hmm. I've always been there for you. You don't want me to die. And I just ugh, disgusting. It's. I mean, it's rough, and yet again, it is a it is like a clear sort of like, uh, like parallel to, uh, to Percy of like this is this is what happens if Percy has all this trust with people and all this loyalty. This is what happens if it just went a different way. If he decided to use all of what he had against people, right? If he decided to use, if Percy decided to use the the, the trust and the love that people had for him. To benefit him. Yes. In other than just like communal ways. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. um, and I guess another big loyalty that kind of like not really loyalty, but play on. I don't know how to phrase this going into this conversation about Bianca and Nico. Oh, yeah. I would say this is uh, I, I don't know how to. You're right, though. This is not quite loyalty between Bianca and Nico, but it is a sort of camaraderie it's, that they both had because well it's almost like bianca is it is a not a burden I'm not, there's a word and it's on the tip of my tongue and i can't think of it this like weight on her responsibility for her <laughs> that, okay i wasn't quite sure okay this like 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 bianca has this like Need, like she's like I I understand that it is my duty to take care of my brother, but I'm not happy about it. 
I don't get to be what I want to be. And then, and she's told, and she tells Percy, like, the only reason I even joined the Hunters was because I could see that Nico would have this community with you. That's, that's sus, personally. I mean, it's, it is, it makes sense somewhat, but there's also, yeah, there's also a very short window of time between these things. Right. Uh, I feel like if she was, once again, she's 12, I'm not going to, like, judge her as, like, as a full adult here, but, like, the decisions that she makes, um, she doesn't like she doesn't even like ask her brother about like hey would you be okay if i did this and obviously it is still a personal choice right but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a make a decision right here now sort of thing it was a you could have waited i mean she was still trying to recruit talia and in the end did uh like i'm sure she could have waited at least until you get things settled in right like until you see that nico has this community Mm -hmm. on camp and we can already see that. I mean, obviously, by the end, he doesn't. He leaves camp. He turns his. He turns away from camp, because Nico has. Despite how angry Nico gets with Bianca's decision, he still is loyal to her, and it's the broken trust of like to Percy that causes Nico, I think, to ultimately be like, "I'm out of here." Mm-hmm. Um, now, how did you like the like kind of like the the subtle hints to their parentage? switch topics here i i liked it a lot i thought it was i thought it was neat i i didn't really think about um the sort of like why bianca was the only one that could have could have killed the skeleton that didn't really pass uh, like think much about it uh but i i liked it i thought it was i thought it was cool i thought it, i thought it was well weaved in there um although i was picking up a, on a lot more probably because previously i did make the assumption that since i knew nico is goth in most art that i've seen of him <laughs> he is most likely a child of hades um, but, uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was well done. And I never, I didn't actually, I did not realize this until this reread that the statue that Bianca gives him is the, this, you know, the, the statue Bianca gives Percy to give to Nico is of Hades. Mm-hmm. One. I'm like, oh, that's a nice little, little subtlety. Um, but yeah, that's just a little. Yeah. I, I thought it was nice. Um, now one thing I do want to talk about, and I think this will be kind of one of our last points before we get into characters, is the the godly interference in this yes. in this quest. There was a lot of it. There's there's a lot more than there like ever has been really. Right, and I don't know if that's because of the fact that Artemis is re- like I mean heavily involved in it. I mean even unintentionally, I think maybe that plays into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we see, obviously, Aphrodite only cares about Percy's reasoning for being on this quest. Mm-hmm. She's like, hmm, hmm, it's because you're in love with Annabeth. That's the only reason you decided to you know, come across the country and attempt to sacrifice your life. And he was like, no, no, no we're here to save Artemis. And she was like, hmm, yeah, okay. He's like, okay, well, I'm here to save Annabeth. She's like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Athena helps out. Yeah, Athena in disguise, which they don't really say if, like, if uh, Athena made that aware to the others, but presumably not since she was in disguise right. and wasn't supposed to. We Ap- got Apollo. Apollo. Oh my gosh, Apollo lays such a heavy hand in the quest. He he literally sits there and says, hey, these are some prophecies. I'm going to tell you this right now, and then I'm going to tell you more prophecies later while disguised as a guy named Fred. And I, I, I get it. It's his, his sister has been captured. Right. And the other gods aren't really doing much. Um, Which is what I could only, that's what I attribute, at yeah. least Apollo and probably Athena's involvedness in this. But but you're right, there is a lot of sort of godly intervention in this one. Well, and there's even the, like, between the, the 
between Talia and, and Percy, the um, obviously Zeus answers Talia's prayer, mm-hmm. and Poseidon answers Percy's and allows Grover and Bessie to go across the country. Yes. Um. So I, yeah, I just it's so. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. And like I, I said, I guess it's just because of Artemis's very, like, the reliance on the success of this mm-hmm. quest. Uh, what I what I interpreted it as, at the very least when I read it, was that it is supposed to show this sort of, like, breaking down of the rules that the gods say that they cannot break. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it, I think it also leads into uh, the sort of presumably rebellion that's going to be happening soon, or at the very least turmoil slash conflict between the gods and the demigods because there is obviously the movement that uh luke is pushing with uh the titans and all uh like sort of just the tension in between the gods and the children already it feels like they've set up these very strict things of this won't happen this doesn't happen often we won't do this we we can do this but you have to do this uh and that they kind of it's showing us that they don't those are just rules they made up for themselves Mm -hmm. like they can do whatever they want and i think that one if showing us this possibly means that they're going to try to put a more heavy emphasis on this and be like, Hey, listen, if you can just break these willy nilly, why didn't you do it here? Or why didn't you do it here? You can't use the rules as an excuse if you're just going to break them because you feel like it. Right. Um, side note, it is important to note, Brett has not read the entire series. No, I have not. Um, so this is completely <laughs> on or off base. <laughs> so I got no let clue. Him, we're a lot of ramble. Um, but I do, um, I think I agree in the sense that obviously we see that both Poseidon and Zeus break the rule that they set themselves mm-hmm. when they receive this quest after the Second World War, I believe. Maybe the first, yeah, Second World War. The second World War. Um, they just, they, I mean, they broke the rule and mm-hmm. there's no consequences for it other than, ooh, maybe, maybe this child will fulfill this prophecy. Um, and we see that actually the only one that doesn't technically break the rule is Hades. And that's because when the prophecy is made, he goes, mm, children, Lotus Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I and I guess that's where to go next mm-hmm. is the, the characters we kind of want to talk about this this episode. Um, and I guess we'll just go ahead and start off with the D'Angelo siblings. Mm-hmm. We, we've already covered them a little bit in loyalty, but I think it's, right. it's, I think it's important to cover them a little bit more in depth. Right. Now. And they have they probably have one of my favorite backstories mm-hmm. in this i mean it, it's fun it's intriguing it brings back what we already have they've been right. they don't really know what's going on with them they were stuck in the lotus hotel for decades I, yeah like what would it be like 60-ish years at least if we estimate that the that this series takes place in like anywhere from 2005 to like 2010 it, it's, yeah, it's almost exactly 60 years. Right, because they, they got yoinked after and the, in like fir- the in like 45, yeah. Right. Right? Cause yeah, because they, yeah, they ask math. you, who's the who's the president? And they're like, oh, this person. Yeah, like, they, okay, yeah. who was the last president? FDR. And, it's and like, they're like, oh, oh, what? No. That's not correct. That's wrong. Um, But yeah, I just, and I guess, I don't know, the relationship between the D'Angelo siblings just really... I, I sympathize with Bianca. I get it. It sucks that she's she's raising Nico. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... And Nico's time, also a handful. Right. He is such a little little, little shit. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the glance at the time. I was like, oh, yeah. Check time? Okay. Uh, he's such a little... Oh, my God. I definitely... Like, if that was my sibling, I would have kicked him. I'd be like, shh. He, Silence, he, child. He, uh, he, would, he would be a handful, um, for sure. Um... I, I will I will say though I like that it's sort of 
they're bringing in a character that is seemingly like very well knowledgeable about these other things because like everyone else has been like oh yeah i know about like this bit of greek mythology because we were told about it or whatever but like he's he seems because of his game he's, he's like actively nerd. into these things like he's nerdy about it this is like his he's like, whoa why dude yeah he's like oh i i also i did like that like i i wasn't sure if he was just taken off guard but like um the dionysus was like kind of about to like wreck percy's stuff and then nico pops in and goes dude uh everyone says that you're like a bad card in mythos and magic but i really like your abilities i think it's really neat and like he he, he was like uh Thanks. thank you and then stopped killing i i don't know much about dionysus and in fact i think he's a character so maybe i can save right. a little bit for well it, this but... is the transition because i think i hit all my points on the d'angelo okay. siblings um so just keep on with your point about mr d uh so dionysus is He's not a minor god, but he's, he's a newer one. Well, he's in the... Okay, so I'm going to give you time for uh, Greek mythology with Haley. Um, and I, I know this nothing. is evidence that I, in fact, hyperfixated on Greek mythology as a child. So technically, if I'm my memory serves, Dionysus actually started as a demigod. Oh, did he? Yes, and that's part of the reason I want to talk about his character. Okay, I didn't know that. That adds a bit to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, let me just pull up the, the ooh, history here. Now, um, and it, it's... 50-50. It depends on what section of Greek mythology you're looking at, too. You know, because of course there are multiple different theory, you know, yeah, different yeah. Uh, sources. And then there's and stuff. Roman, which is like a fun yeah. new spin on it, right? With a text but pack. um, in in just Greek mythology, there are three separate, there's four separate parentage to Dionysus. Um, obviously, um, Rick Riordan operates under the idea that Zeus is his father, so that eliminates the last, the least common, um kind of parentage of Dionysus, mm-hmm. which is um, Amnon and Emathea. Um, but then, of course, it's the three pairings of Zeus with either Zeus with a mortal woman by the name of um, Semele, I think is her name, um, and then the pairing with Zeus with Demeter or Zeus with Persephone. Which is like, gross, don't think about it, because mm. Persephone's technically Zeus's child, but a whole different thing. Um, so in some sources, usually people attribute him to being a demigod. Um, and then, of course, he's granted immortality and godship, and he gets to sit on the Council of the Twelve, um, replacing Hestia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't remember what you were going with with the uh, point of Mr. D. That you just didn't know a lot about him. But that, That's fair. Um, the, the point that I was getting at was that, like, he is sort of a... a, I, a newer god. Yeah, yes. he, he's a newer god. Uh, and he's, he's, while it's not minor, it does seem to be the vibe that, especially since he was set, set down here, that they look down on him. That's a bit, the very least, like, he's been cursed. He can't, like, right. drink his, he can't drink his wine. He has to stay here for a century. Um, and it, it, he's never really been, like, treated as, like, a fully-fledged god, it seems. And Nico comes along, and it was like, I know that the sentiment usually is that you are not good. But I think these things you have are really cool. And even if that was just, even if that was just him, like going like, uh, okay, that's weird. I don't know what you're talking about. I think that it at least seems to like maybe think he's the Nico's not too bad. And at at the very least, it seems that it would soften him up because I don't know about you, but in the other instances we've seen of him, I don't think he really would have offered his power up to the other campers. Like he he gets the call and it's like, oh hey, uh you want me to just use some God powers? And he's like, all right, ask me nicely. And like, I don't think that would have happened. I think he would have asked, like said, please. And be like, sorry, not feeling it. And like hung up the right. I am. I think there has been some serious growth 
from Dionysus so far. Yeah, and and I agree there. And we see this. I'm gonna give you a little little, little snippet of a spoiler that doesn't come in for like 15, probably about 12 books. Whoa, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but we see that Dionysus does favor Nico. Like even later on in the series, he does. He has this like favoritism to Nico. Um, so I, I never thought about that. It started way back in Titans. <laughs> I never realized that. But yeah, I just, I agree. Because Mr. D's interactions with the campers are completely different in this book. We see him actually call Percy Percy multiple mm-hmm. times. And Percy's like, hey, you, you called me, me Percy. And he's like, he's like, no, no, I no, did no, not no. Peter Jackson <laughs> right. or Peter Johnson. Like, no, 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 not me, not me. Um, and I think, I don't, like I said, I just, I don't know if Rick Riordan, I can't remember if Rick Riordan is writing from the theology that Dionysus is a demigod. But it would, I would think that would make sense. But. Right. But, like, I think, I don't know. So his comment on, um, the comment he makes in the conversation with Percy about when he's talking about his wife, where he's like, you know, all demigods are the same. They just trash people and leave them behind, mm-hmm. the shells of who they are. I think it's very interesting coming from Dionysus. Mm-hmm. Especially because if taken with that context and he asks, like, Wait, you're married? Don't you like do X, Y, and Z? And he just completely changes subject. Right. It, it, I, I think that would imply like I'm not excluding myself here. Right. And I just, I think it's very. I don't know. Mister Mister D has a very complex character. Mm-hmm. It's very. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess our our last character for the for the episode is Talia. Yes. Uh. So Talia, I'll start it off. Um, Talia is a character that I was excited for because first off, best aesthetic. Yeah, best aesthetic. I think it's fun if they. I know she's probably not going to get much screen time, but if if she shows up and she does lose that aesthetic, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> um, Checks time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I I think Talia is like interesting. She has a fear, uh, like a, just a fear of heights in general. Uh, which is why she couldn't uh, fly the bus, why she's just sort of scared in the air in general. And I think that that's, that's a neat sort of take on things. It shows that, like, the kids of the gods don't always have to be exactly like the gods themselves. They can take in other personalities. They are in, in like, they are a different person in general. And I, I think that that's nice for a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it, it sort of shows, once again, this this tension between Percy and Talia. Like, they sort of both don't want to come off as too like rude or abrasive to the other because they don't want to do anything that's going to set one or the other to like like start off on the end all of olympus prophecy uh but they know neither of them really know how to talk to each other um i i will say that like uh talia has like made a lot of things where she thinks and she's like listen do what i say and then uh percy goes against that and she goes look, we didn't do it. That's because you didn't do what I say. Like, it failed because you were stupid. Yeah. And he's like, no, it failed because your plan was awful. And she's like, no. Yeah, and then it's like, they both, it almost seems like there was a pattern of like, one would say, listen, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And then the other one would still be like, no, I'm still mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a really weird dynamic, but I did like it because I've... It, it reminds me a lot of siblings. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like the same kind of arguments I'd have with my sisters. Like, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Hey, hey! You shouldn't. You should have shot this guy instead of that. <laughs> right, guy. right, right. Like, how dare you? Like, oh, I told you, you know, do this very minuscule thing, and you failed. She's like, well, I failed because it was stupid. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I just love that we get this distinction. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep harping on on Percy and Annabeth's relationship because I just I love it Go so for much. It. It's one of my favorite. Yet again, my like emotional support. <laughs> I was like, yes, like a little like 
14 year old Haley was like, yeah <laughs> um but um obviously percy has that th- the line where you know talia's like what are you gonna do about it seaweed brain mm-hmm. and he's like i don't like what she calls me that only <laughs> annabeth can call me that nobody else how dare you and, Tal- and he's like yeah the pine cone face <laughs> 10 out of 10 nice job percy good insult um but we see that talia has this untapped power mm-hmm. and and percy does too of course percy's is far more he's like i don't i don't like to be i don't like to use it i, don't like, I don't like i don't like using the water i'll but use I can it i'll use it for dramatic in. effect yeah. but we see i mean talia's immediately like i'll barbecue you kid don't don't test me i'll mm-hmm. do it and I do like the duality of of Talia having the fear of of heights. It's very, I like that. Also, I like the fact that Percy's the one who realizes it. I think it says a lot to Talia's character that she's like, nobody will know. I can't be afraid of anything because guess what? Goth ain't afraid of anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I also I just love the image of Talia just yet again kicking the shit out of Grover. Like, come on, dance, <laughs> dance, goat boy, come on. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> MVPs and LVPs. Okay. Um, and then we're then we're on the home stretch. <laughs> um. All right. So MVPs. Uh. I think. I think MVP wise, I I'm not sure what you're gonna choose, but I I have one that I'll let you go first. I have about four that'll work. Okay. I I my MVP is gonna be Artemis. Oh. Okay. Um. I I thought it was very fun to have a god. Like as an an active player and almost teammate in this sort of thing, uh, and like she she was missing and they needed to save her, but it wasn't as if she was sort of a damsel in distress that was stolen away and there was nothing they could do to like save them. It was she was an active she was an active part of the story and she was actively like holding up the world and like straining from it. This is the first time we've seen other than like Ares is like ankle wound, like a god that's actually in pain. Uh, and then as soon as she's out of there, she's basically right as rain again and starts fighting with the Titan again. I, I thought it was a really cool scene the way that it was like, maybe it's just cause my more, uh, like my semi mortal brain couldn't handle it, but it looked like her form was shifting as she was fighting into bears, eagles, elks. Uh, I, I thought it was neat to see like a full on God fight that wasn't like, uh, cause the, the one between Percy and Ares was okay, but it, it, it felt a little lackluster. Right. Um, but the, the one here I, I liked a lot. I thought it was very fun. I agree. Um, my MVP is going to be Dr. Chase. Oh, okay. Mainly because of the scene of him flying in yes. on the helicopter and just peppering everybody with Was it a helicopter? Bro- I thought it was a biplane. It is a biplane. You're right. Okay. Um, but we just see that, like, Annabeth's, obviously Annabeth's family situation has been uh, a constant thread throughout this. It's just not good. And now that the, the time that her, that she finally starts getting settled in, her dad picks up and leaves. And it's like, I, I mean, I have a little bit of a grudge against Mr., uh, against Dr. Chase because he does that to Annabeth. And mm-hmm. I don't, but after getting to interact with him in the text, I don't know that he does it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, we still see that he's a very goofy, very like, you know, he's like, ah, look at my, look at my little model tanks. Look <laughs> at him. Um, and he's just like a nerd. And we see, I mean, it explains why Athena fell in love with him or whatever, however that works, because mm-hmm. Athena's technically a virgin goddess, so you don't think about it too much, but... Um, but yeah, no. Athena was born of Sifo, I'm sure. No, Athena no? was not born of Sifo. No, no, she Athena was sprouted was... from the the loin yes, of uh, the loin or the the thoughts. Mind. It yeah. was like the the mind. Sorry. Yeah. She uh, Athena was sprouted from the mind, so it could have she... just been like a, a similar thing. Right, and then Aphrodite was born of Sifo, which is that's what I guess. Um, but no, like I don't know. 
Mr. Chase is really cool. He gets a lot of of ability to kind of be like Annabeth. Listen, I understand that it's hard for you to be in San Francisco, but I will do anything. And if you want to come back, I will do anything mm-hmm. and make sure that it's okay. Um, so kudos to him for being the lackluster parent where to go. But he has a really cool, really pivotal role in this book, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, but yeah, LVP. Okay, LVP. <laughs> uh, you're like a meat. You're like oh. I don't. I don't feel nice saying this LVP. Oh. I want to make sure that that's known. Okay. okay. I don't feel good about saying this. Okay. I'm not gonna say who. You, well, maybe I, I know. Am. I have like two options that I think you might say. They'll be like, ooh. Okay. I'm gonna say Bianca. Oh, okay. Never mind. That no? was neither of my two. Okay. I, I thought I, you were gonna say either Percy or Nico, and I'm like. I was I was contemplating saying Annabeth just because she plays such a a minor yeah, role in this. Yeah, but one. girl does almost get crushed by the sky. That's, no, that's true. I am just saying that if I was looking at it of like doing nothing at all, she really didn't do much. Right, However, right, right. I'm saying Bianca. Bianca okay. is my LVP. Uh, mainly because uh, not only do not only do I think like that she doesn't really do much for mm-hmm. the story. She's kind of just development for Nico, and I'm never really a fan of that. But like. Also, like as we talked about, she sort of just abandons her brother without really asking him. Like even even though he's cool with it, it's still you probably should have been like, "Hey, listen, brother, uh, person I've I've known all this time, the the only person that like I've like raised and like my only family that I have to my name right now, I'ma leave by like at least ask something." And I I thought that that was rude uh, and un, uncalled for. Um, I also uh, I think that. If even if they were like even if you wanted to build up something like this with Nico, because I think it's an interesting way that you're taking it right now, um, I think that you probably could have done it better. Uh, like, like we said, have Bianca go to the camp, uh, realize that he's going to be in good hands, and as they say, ah, oh, shoot, uh, we don't have we don't have enough hunters. Maybe uh, she's like Bianca's like I'll swear in as a hunter and I'll go with you. Like has something like that, I feel like would have made the emotional impact a little bit better, made her okay. feel better. Like, but with her death, it was sort of just like. Not only did she die off screen, which didn't really like mean as much to me, but she I didn't really care about her. So I think she right. did she did and for those reasons I think she's my LVP. Yeah, her like I said, like she really just serves the pivotal role of just being the catalyst for making Nico yeah. be like, I hate it here. She is fodder. Yeah. Um I don't see now I have to try to think of mine and I think I would probably say my LVP is going to be Grover. Grover? I think. Okay. I can, I, I can get that. Um, And I understand his reason for the distress call. Um, But, like, I don't know. Grover does a lot of very, like, low-key, not gross things, but, like, on that line. We've talked about it before. The Grover, the to- I think we've talked about it before, where Grover's, like, a little bit on that line of, like, some of the stuff he does. You're like, ooh. Mm, but like yeah I like because him stalking the hunters outside the artemis cabin he's like oh yes i slept in the bushes outside the artemis cabin to wait for them to wake up that's how i overheard zoe talking about her nightmare mm-hmm. that's so that, ooh, that's that's gross grover it's, it's gross and like they, they try to explain it by it's like oh well it's just tied to nature so much and they he's they, just in love and infatuated with with nature mm-hmm. i just and like i don't know and i understand why he was on the quest but He's used a lot of just as comic relief. Yeah. Um, so the only really, in my mind, the only pivotal role that 
Grover himself could have only done in this is when he is taking Bessie back to camp. He's like, mm-hmm. Percy, you got to stop thinking about us. Think about, um, stop thinking about us. Just think about your fight. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep thinking about Bessie, she's going to appear wherever you think of her being. And I, I think that's about the only role that Go- Grover could have done. And that's just because of the empathy link. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's hot that's take. fair. That's fair. Hot take. Grover's my LVP for this. It was between him or like Luke, but mm. I feel like that's beating the dead horse there. Luke's yeah. just bad. Um, but with that, I believe that is the end of the episode. Um, so yeah, make sure to uh, next week. I don't know where I was going with that sentence. <laughs> Jesus, it's late. We're recording this later than usual. It's bedtime. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, no think. Rat in head, off wheel. He's <laughs> chewing the wires in the back. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say what the next book is, but I don't know the name of the next book, so oh. we're going to need Haley to <laughs> hit on that one. Rat gets back on wheel. Um, the next book we will be reading, of course, uh, next week will be Battle of the Labyrinth. Okay. Um, it's the fourth installment, of course, of the Percy Jackson series. And I'm so this is all is this one's pretty good. Uh, I'll be honest. It's it's not, it's it's not bad. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take not bad. You get a little bit more of a, of a if I'm remembering correctly. There's a little bit more of a competition art going on too. Competition art. Yes, say. yes, and Brett immediately sets up Tyler. <laughs> If I'm remembering correctly, it's been a hot second since I've read that one. I usually fixate on this book specifically when That's, I reread the series. That so. is fair. I have a tendency to skip Battle of Labyrinth. I think the Battle of Labyrinth will be Labyrinth will be like for me that Order of the Phoenix was for you. I frequently just skip over it, and if I do manage to read it, it's just to skim it. Be like, oh yeah, here's the two points that I remember. It literally sets void in my mind half the time that I'm like, that's one plot point. And I can only remember one plot point. <laughs> well, uh, look forward to that uh, even longer summary then. By the sound <laughs> As we it. both sit here and stroke out. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, see you guys later. Bye. You have been listening to The Classroom, a U92 production. Feel free to tune into our parent station, 91.7 FN of Morgantown, West Virginia. There will be a new episode of The Classroom live on U92 every Friday at 11 a.m. If you are out of our terrestrial reach, feel free to stream U92 at U92themoose.com. Easy enough, right? On our homepage, not only will you be able to find and stream new alternative music, but you can also quickly find our podcast and many other great ones produced by some of our friends here. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you all soon.